Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, Athletes Made Here. The Sports Performance Center was developed with one goal in mind, to maximize human performance through movement and recovery. Their team of expert performance sports coaches and trainers will guide you to achieve your performance goals. That's the Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, located at the Star in Frisco. This episode is also brought to you by Allen Dental Studio, located off Bethany drive in Allen. Their office was designed with you, the patient, in mind, which means an excellent and enjoyable experience. From cosmetics to implants, you deserve a perfect smile, and Allen Dental Studio can make that happen. Also, don't want to leave out another longtime friend of the podcast, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. With locations in Carrollton and Dallas, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes offers an affordable, high-quality alternative to senior living. Call now at 469-400-7650. That's Texen, spelled T-E-X-S-E-N, Texen Senior Residential Care Homes. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. We have the full gang minus Matt Welch here uh, for this one. Hope you all had a, a really good Labor Day. We're here for a special Tuesday edition. Um, um, I'm Brian Murphy. First, I should, I guess, introduce <laughs> ourselves. If you all haven't watched the, the Star Local podcast before, that's Kendrick Johnson to my left, Taylor Raglan, Devin Hassan. Happy birthday. Thank you, Devin. Appreciate that. Spending your birthday here with us. Spending at the office. <laughs> what better way? Talking uh, football. Yeah, there you go. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Lots of week one reactions, some crazy finishes, some crazy outcomes, some un, you know, some, some Surprising, you know, final scores and you know some wild happenings in, in week one. We're going to dive into that. Uh, all the games we were at. I was at Salina uh, versus Frisco Memorial, and you know, Frisco Memorial, you know, shocked the world beating Salina. You know, one of the most storied programs in in all of Texas high school football. Frisco Memorial, obviously, a, just, a just signature win for a young program. Oh my gosh, Coach Roberson. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are familiar with Roberson, you know, because he from his days at Skyline. I saw him uh, after the game, and they were. He's a uh, you, you know him, Coach, Ro- Coach Roberson, Derek Roberson. Is he like was he defense coordinator? He was, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, this is crazy. I went to a, a, a skyline practice back in the day when they were loaded. Mm-hmm. They had like five or six D ers and he's like, "Y'all not gonna get no game practice better than this because the competition is so high because basically they had so mm-hmm. many D ers He said, "You ain't gonna get this competition in the game." So he's that. He's, he's a fun guy to talk to. Yep, yeah. yeah. And so I, I saw him after the game. All the coaches are going nuts. They're all <laughs> doing this and that. And he he tells. I was like, so do y'all have anything to say about you know the naysayers still doubting any any Frisco Memorial haters out there? He's like, no, we here, we here now. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. That's that's my, that's my quote for the story. So but yeah, I'll dive into more a little more of that uh, later. Taylor, you were at a bunch of games. Yeah, this weekend. that was probably the fullest week I'll have uh, all season. I was at three different games. I was at Plano. East, uh, LD Bell Thursday, Lake Dallas Denton Friday, um, and then Lovejoy Colville Heritage Saturday. Um, and I guess the, the biggest week one takeaway for me, um, you know, it, it kind of ties into that Plano East LD Bell game, which Plano East lost uh, 27 21 uh, in overtime. It's just Plano ISD in general. 
You know, there was <laughs> big yikes. There was there was optimism ish around Plano East. You know, a young program, and I and I think that you know, come the next couple of weeks, you know, they're going to get better. It, it's kind of a theme of a lot a lot of the games that I saw uh, last week. You know, Lake Dallas and Lovejoy included. Uh, you know, some of these programs with a ton of turnover. They had some real game one, week one efforts. You know, just kind of your your typical, um, you know, sloppy at times, penalties, just kind of the the drudge of, of week one. Um, but yeah, PISD in general, man, kind of a kind of a letdown outside of you know Matt and I were talking about. You know, if you would have told us prior to week one that we'd be most impressed with the Plano West against Frisco Reedy. We probably would have laughed at you, but we were, you know, because Plano East uh, lays a bit of an egg against LD Bell. Um, you know, like I said, just kind of a, a game one, week one thing. Um, Trey Jones Scott didn't play in the second half, got hurt, so we'll monitor that. He's obviously going to be a huge part um, of what Plano East tries to do this year. And then Plano, my goodness. Um, you know, we, we knew that Hebron was the more talented roster and, and um, you know, the favorite, certainly, the heavy favorite coming into that game, but. You know that's a game that is that is wild pretty much every year and and kind of goes against what you may think, but but not this year, man. Plano got absolutely uh, you know rolled over by Hebron. Uh, Hebron looks really really good. Um, yeah, and then Plano West competing with with Frisco Reedy a little bit, man. Best team in Plano. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. That, you know, Plano East, like I said, is only gonna improve. You know, Joey McCall is not a guy that's gonna let his team hang around and and. You know, rough the kicker all all season long. It's just that little stuff that's going to get cleaned up. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a legitimate case to be made that you know all three Plano ISD schools and and East and Plano in particular, who were certainly in the conversation maybe to be bubble teams. I mean, it's <laughs> week one was not uh, impressive and did not inspire confidence in, in those Plano schools. Hey, hey, you know who the beneficiary of a Plano collapse will be? Oh, MISD. <laughs> This might be the first year since they went to three schools that McKinney North, McKinney High, and McKinney Boyd all make the playoffs, and it could easily happen. Like I said in the preview podcast, if the if Boyd and the High go two and one against the Plano schools or sweep them, that's a wrap. History will be made in McKinney, and what I seen from Week One is very encouraging. As McKinney North is the juggernaut offense, they be they'll be a, in all kinds of shootouts in seven five a, but and um. Uh, 9-6-A, Boyd and McKinney will both be teams that get better as the season go on and they start with high ceilings. Even though uh, McKinney lost, after what I saw last year and where they ended, I'm not worried about them. I already know they're going to get better as they, as they get possible. But Boyd will be the surprise team after week one. I was all on the fence on them. They that got... Not, <laughs> you they beat Naaman Forrest. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but the thing is, their defense, which has had speed over the last two or three years, can not one, not two, not three, but four starters and three of my high-level D1. And one of them's like an SFA-type uh, Southland Conference kid. So they got four future college players that was not on even the program as played uh, play wide transferred from Bishop Lynch. And um, they had the uh, kid from Allen, um, guess they right, Brock Archie, transferred from Allen. He's starting. And they got the defensive coordinator's kids, Jimmy and Jake Fex, ballers. Jake Fex is... Uh, uh, all around dude he had a pick six 77 yards and then he uh, took a bubble pass to make three people miss him at 52 yards so he's going to be a dual threat on offense and defense and he had a pick and eight tackles and his brother Jimmy Fix had 10 tackles two picks and a fumble recovery and I looked him up and uh, 24-7 he's like one of the top two or three linebackers in the class of uh, 2022 
You know, the thing I will say, I guess, about about 9-6-A is that three teams really, I think, separated themselves as far as just week one. Allen did what Allen does. You know, they looked fine against Cedar Hill. Um, you know, for all the talk of the turnover and everything else, you know, we're not surprised around here at all. I don't think that, you know, they pretty much picked up where they left off. Yeah. Um, but then there's something to be said, you know, even though Boyd played Naaman Forrest, even though Prosper, you know, had a Rowlett team that, that they were supposed to be, there's yeah. something to be said for going out there and, and doing it, you know, yeah. and Prosper and Boyd both showed really, really well. Um, Prosper, I thought, especially, you know, just kind of taking care of business and kind of reasserting, like, you know, we're still here. You know, we lost a lot too, but that's a program that is that expects to be competitive, that expects to be in the mix for a postseason spot. And, and those three, I think, are really, those three programs, I should say, in Boyd, Allen, and Prosper are kind of the three, I guess, winners, if you want to call it, from, from week one. Because everybody else looked, yeah. you know, you could, you could go back and forth on McKinney, you know, lost to a good North team, but everybody else looked at, at the best middle of the road. And, and outside of Allen, you're going to find out a lot more about these teams yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Because yeah. like I say, Prosper took care of Rowlett. I, you know, the Prosper defense didn't allow a point. The Rowlett's yeah. seven points came on a pick six. Um, so, you know, but again, that's against the Rowlett team that's breaking in a new quarterback. Right. That's breaking in a new running back. They have a lot of new faces. Um, same thing with uh, McKinney Boyd over Naaman Forrest in a game that was you know, kind of close early on, McKinney Boyd kind of mm-hmm. ran away with it. Right. But that's against Naaman Forest team that's number one breaking in a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. But not just that, they're breaking in a new system. They ran yeah. a wing T last year um, in the last couple of years. But with the coaching change, with mm-hmm. Jesse Perales taking over, they're switching to a spread. And as you know, when your personnel is, is geared toward and you work mm-hmm. around the wing T, to, yeah. to go from the wing T to the yep. spread is a big difference. And they make so, six turnovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we'll learn a lot more about Prosper and Boyd in the upcoming weeks, especially Boyd this week. Yep. But, uh, but certainly... Um, um, uh, two impressive performances by them. Allen's Allen, we don't uh, yeah, yeah. We toot their horn enough. But yeah, Boyd and, and, and Prosper both sent messages this week. The, the catch for Boyd is uh, how good the offense in. They're, they're breaking in the young quarterback, uh, Mr. Whitfield. He did his thing. He um, had spots. To Tyler Shaw, he only had nine carries, but had 90 yards on a touchdown. So main thing is, can they get consistent play out the offense and basically um, not turn, beat themselves? They had one stretch. They had a stretch kind of like the uh, Notre Dame stretch where uh, name it fumble. They fumble. Name it fumble back again. <laughs> was it three fumbles in like 18 <laughs> seconds or something yeah. like that? It wasn't that bad, but like the boy um, – they fumbled the ball, and then they stopped them, and then they muffed the, uh, muffed the punt. So their offense didn't touch the field until like after the six-minute mark. And they um, had given them no points because they had two turnovers. As you know, you can't do that against a Prosper no. or Allen. That'll get you embarrassed. So we mentioned GISD a little bit with you know Rowlett and, and Garland. Saxy, a game you were at this yeah. past week, you know they, you know they broke in a lot of new players, a lot of mm-hmm. they, three quarterbacks from what I've that, saw. That, that was that was kind of the theme for both teams, for a Capella, obviously a team that we mm-hmm. cover as well. Um, you know, I talked to Coach Dewitt uh, at Capella after the game. He said he had 11 first-time starters on offense, which obviously is the entire unit basically, <laughs> yep. and then nine first-time starters on defense. Wow. Uh, Coach Barron's over at Sax, he said he's got he had 20 guys that played big snaps that had never stepped foot mm-hmm. right. on, on the field on a varsity field or if they had it's you could count them on you know one hand mm-hmm. right so you know a lot of questions for both teams coming in uh, a game that uh, you know was back and forth Saxy ends up winning this game 33 to 30 
Um, you know, again, when you talk about newcomers, uh, Kevin Schumann stepped in uh, mm-hmm. at quarterback for Coppell. You know, did some did some good things. I mean, I, th- I was kind of, I was impressed with his poise. I mean, he was willing to stay in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, when he did throw his one touchdown pass, he took a huge hit, but he stayed in there. I thought he made some good decisions. Unfortunately, he also got hurt in the third right. quarter, and, and Coach DeWitt didn't know uh, his availability, his long-term you right. know, availability after the game. So, uh, you know, the offense kind of lost its rhythm without mm-hmm. him. So it'll be real interesting to see what they do going forward there. Uh, they couldn't really do much ground-wise against Saxe, that mm-hmm. Saxe defensive line, um, even though they, it is somewhat retooled. They're, they've been just so deep in recent mm-hmm. years, they were able to really control the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you mentioned it for Saxe, where we heard this before. Oh, yeah, last year at this exact time, uh, they rolled out three different quarterbacks. Um, these are all three guys who got snaps during the spring, who've been getting snaps here of late. Uh, they, went, they started Parker Wells, who's more the conventional, drop back type guy uh, they just they couldn't get anything going early on so later in the first quarter uh, they bring in Xavier Foreman and he gets he moved the offense a little you know a little, they didn't mm-hmm. score but um you know, as Coach Barron said, we were just kind of trying. He just kept us afloat. He, you know, we were sinking, we were sinking, and he paddled enough to keep us afloat and and whatnot. Um, and then they brought in the uh, uh, Jordan Neighbors, the sophomore, um, who's more of a running threat. He's still really trying to develop uh, as far as passing. I goes. heard he was moving the offense better. He, he out came of the in and they scored on both drives. I mean, they marched right down the field, basically all on the ground. But he just he gives them that threat that they have to respect him keeping the ball. Right. And you can see that on Capel. I mean, again, Saxe had was they were down sixteen to nothing in this game, and Jordan Neighbors comes in and he leads them on two quick scoring drives. Um, in the second half, they go back to Parker Wells, and you start thinking. Why are you going back? They, they were in such a rhythm. But then Parker Wells, you know, uh, you know, Coach Barron says they like the way he can run the offense. And he kind of settled into more of a rhythm there in the second half, uh, threw a nice touchdown pass. Uh, but the big takeaway um, for Saxon, the big key, I think, was the uh, they're establishing the ground game. Uh, they were a committee, uh, running back by committee last year. Uh, they graduated a couple of those key guys. They expected to have Miles Nash, mm-hmm. the breakout star this year. Uh, then in July, it wasn't even like back in the spring. In mm-hmm. July, he transfers to Fort Worth Southwest Christian. So they really didn't know what they were going to do with the ground game. Sean Coleman had kind of flashed some potential last year, but they really weren't sure. He proved himself. He can be a workhorse. He goes 25 carries, 132 yards, two touchdowns. A lot of that came in the fourth corner when Saxe just wore Coppell down mm-hmm. with that ground attack. So that's certainly a positive going forward, knowing that you've got that reliable guy in the back that can tote the ball 25, 30 times. Again, though, just like last year, when you're rotating three quarterbacks in and out, and you know they alluded to the fact that they could be, they could all be called up, up on again this week against Trinity, and it could be a situation where, like last season, they used four different guys until settling on Derrick Rose in the district opener. Um, it could, you could be looking at you know Sackey doing the same thing for you know the next three weeks until they find a guy that's going to establish himself. Mm-hmm. But again, the big takeaway for them was was getting that ground game going, getting that defense, that front seven, uh, you know, back up to Sackey's standards. I know you're chopping at the bit to talk about uh, Old Memorial. Um, <laughs> but let's quick hit a couple of the uh, the uh, the six six eight programs other than other than Coppell. Um, Flower Mound rolled over um, Fossil Ridge. Uh, it was kind of close for yeah. a half. Yeah. And then uh, 27 points, I think, in the third quarter for Flower Mound. Something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, the, the offense um, found its stride. Uh, Pierce Sergeant Blake Short, you know, you know what you're going to get out of them. They were they were fantastic, and, and Flower Mound looked um, really good. That kind of pairing at the top of 6-6-A of, 
of Flower Mound in Hebron. I mean, it's still there. I mean, I, I can't wait to see, um, you know, that game unfold and, and see uh, how that goes. And then Louisville, uh, obviously, you know, not a not a huge test in, in Grand Prairie uh, in week one. But still, you know, like I said, there's something to be said for yeah. taking care of business 34 to 3. Um, you know, you go out there, you get some good feelings about yourself and, um, you know, roll over kind of your, your week one opponent the way you should. Because it, it, it goes the other way, too, if you don't. You know, you win that game. 14 to 7 or something stupid then you know you're thinking well how did we how did we not beat them by 30 you know so you know some some good vibes in Louisville uh, you know are they that top tier of Flowermount and Hebron you know remains to be seen probably not but you know a good a good opener for them as as well today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah. Frisco ISD, 8 and 2 <laughs> in week 1. Uh, Liberty loses to North Garland and Centennial, I believe it was Royce City. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then the rest of Frisco ISD looked Pretty good. I was at Frisco High versus Woodrow Wilson Thursday night. Mm-hmm. The first ever win under Jeff Harbor. The Jeff Harbor area era has begun. You know they blew out uh, the Wildcats. Uh, Independence. I've been talking about Braylon Braxton yeah. all summer long. Yep. Five yeah. touchdowns. Five hundred yards. I, did, I, did, I, did, I, did, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I was going to pick them to win, but and Pierce, you didn't. Pierce six A program. <laughs> they lost to him last year. I was like, okay, Pierce still pretty good. That's your bad. I, that yeah. <laughs> I messed up. Braylon Braxton, I'm sorry. You're, you're <laughs> my guy. 500 total yards, five touchdowns. They blew out Pierce. You know, a 6 yeah. program. Lone Star. Frisco Lone Star. Garrett Rangel, the sophomore quarterback, he put up similar numbers. 401 passing yards, five touchdowns. Yep. Marvin Mims had two, uh, 10 catches, I should say, over 200 yards. Special. He had three touchdowns Special. as you well. Know, I like this a lot, Mims. Man. Special. And Lone Star routes Richland 55-3. to three. I was keeping up with that game, you know, as mm-hmm. I was watching my game. You know, there were a couple games I had, you know, with the box score going just to see kind of what was going. I was really intrigued, you know, to see what was going on with, with Garrett Rangel. Obviously, the news with Chandler Galbon, you know, uh, requiring groin surgery, you know, less than a week before the right. season. Uh, so, Lone Star, the big news that dropped, I was like, a week ago, literally a week ago. I, mean, I think it was Wednesday, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, um, really it was two well. days before the season opener. Uh, Chandler Garbon tweeted out late Tuesday night that he was going to need surgery. He's going to be, yeah. He, well, you know, that's bad mojo on that part. Well, there, there was not my business stuff. <laughs> no, no, there was so there was you know Coach Jeff Rayburn still had never said who was the starter. You know, even right. even that Wednesday, and then so they were really high on Rangel, the sophomore, as it was, and then so when that news dropped, and, and Galbon he tweeted it out. You right. know, and that's. You, you know, maybe not the best way to release the you know the news. You know, saying hey, I'm gonna have surgery. I'm I don't, I'm out indefinitely. And you know, they were still high on Rangel, and so I, I wanted to keep an eye on this game. You know, see what see what the youngster did. And man, he 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 was right there with Braylon Braxton as my you know top performances uh, of the night. Little L, they shot Northwest. <laughs> And, you know, I, I you had them. I, I you did. I did. And I'm a little bit of a little home homer. I will admit that, if, especially if they're not playing one of my you know other teams that I cover, uh, I'll, I'll give them the benefit benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Say that three times fast or five times fast. But yeah, so they they beat Northwest. You know, Jordan Hall ran the ball 25 times in that game. Found the end zone multiple times. Ryan Watts, um, Division One cornerback, you know, committed to OU. He caught a touchdown in this game. Mm-hmm. He, they're going to kind of use him, uh, kind of how they used Brandon Crosley last year. Big win. Uh, uh, you know. They they lost last year in double overtime uh, to Northwest, so that's a big win uh, for Northwest there. 
I know we talked a little bit about Reedy and Plano West. Man, that I, was, yeah, I want to get into to seven five a weird. Division two, just kind of on the whole. I mean, I was. You saw Lovejoy. I, was, I, I saw Lake Dallas. Yeah, and then you know, obviously the Reedy game with Plano West. I don't know about that district anymore. I think it, it might end up Yikes. being one of those districts where parity means competitive within the district, but are they? No. Good enough to do anything. Man, are we going to be shocked? Kind of get out. Are we going to be shocked if Braswell kind of steps up there? Man, they had the best week, yeah. like bar none. Like easily, didn't Braswell lived up to the hype? Had had the best week one performance. Um, Red Oak, right? I think yeah. is who they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good program, and they just smushed them. You know, and that's that's easily the biggest story I think moving forward. Lake Dallas, you know, from my from my uh, you know game watching them. Brandon Ingle is the real deal. He's just athletic enough to be a fantastic high school quarterback. He's going to be fine. Um, but did leave, uh, you know, in the second half. Um, Michael Young wasn't sure what the injury was or if it was even related because it wasn't even sure he was going to start the game because of a leg injury that he'd been dealing with. He started the game, then comes out in the second half, and Michael Young, after the game, hadn't even really sat down with the trainers to see if it was even the same injury or not. Um, but if he's healthy, that Lake Dallas offense looked a lot more explosive. Um, than I thought it would be. Kobe Miner going to Texas Tech as a defensive back. They lined him up, um, you know, as a receiver. Uh, if you get the ball in his hands, I mean, he's just another tremendous athlete. And it's going to be kind of the same story. Just, you know, if Lake Dallas can continue to find a way to put the football in those two guys' yeah. hands and, and kind of, you know, just rely on their athleticism, I think their offense is, is going to be okay. Um, Lovejoy underwhelming to me i mean but i think a lot of it is is kind of how i feel about like the planet east of the world um you know ralph rucker it's his first game under center as a junior super athlete multi-sport athlete you know went to state and wrestling center field for the baseball team his entire career thus far um but needs some more seasoning i guess just kind of running the offense and there's a lot of youth around you know that entire offense a lot of dumb stuff like a third and one that hold like just a lot of stuff like that throughout you know the game um and, and they lose 13 to 10. I don't expect them to only score 10 points forever. You know, their receiving core rolls over too well. Rutgers too good of an athlete. I think they'll be okay. But just overall, I mean, even Reedy, that district just feels like a gigantic question mark. Because you texted me, you know, around halftime of our games, and that was another one of the games yeah. I had the box score pulled up, and I was watching that, and I was sitting there freaking out. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to pay attention to my game, and I was like, "What is Reedy you, doing you, right you, now?" You are upset alert. I was. They were losing seven to three at halftime. halftime yeah. yeah, that's bad. Three points against Plano West, a team they beat by fifty. Mm-hmm. Last year, a team everyone beat by fifty last year. You know, you, you new quarterback. You know, yep. new running back. You know. Half your offensive line's gone. New, you know, new players on defense all across the board. You know, they lost a lot of starters from right. that team last yeah. year. You still got to think, man. But that's what, you, well, you, have that's, J- you have John Kittness' son at quarterback. It's those programs like if you want to be Reedy's not an Allen. I don't, I, I don't want to say that before I get everybody yelling at me. They're yeah. not an Allen. But if you want to be on. one of those perennial contenders, you have to be able to roll over like that. You have to be able to absorb those losses, figure out a way to you know bring the talent along in the program and and be just mm-hmm. as good. You can't have. Um, you know, obviously they ended up taking care of business against West, but you know you can't go beat West by ten points if you're no. after the year you had last year and be losing half the it. game. No, yeah. no. And Chad Cole told me that, you know, after their first practice, the big quote he gave us was, you know, for the first time ever, Frisco Reedy is overrated. Yeah, I don't know I how mean, much he meant it or how much it's I, motivation, but maybe he spoke it into. I think he spoke it into being. I think he meant it a little bit, you know, just based off expectations from last year, because that's not it's not the same thirteen and one team. Yeah, I'm not saying Reedy's bad. Obviously, Reedy's still the favorite to win this district, yeah. regardless of what happened against West, but. 
a little bit was concerning, you know, and they have a it's, tough it's, test. It's, this week. it's tougher. I mean, outside of your Alitos, which is a one-horse yeah. town, yeah. it's tougher for a 5A program to maintain that high yeah. level. Yep. It's not like Allen has <laughs> 7,000 right. kids to choose from. All those 5A schools are have basically, you know, they got about, what, 2,000, 1,800, mm-hmm. yeah. 2,000 students. Yeah. Yeah. I have, like, so, 1,900. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, with, with, with lower numbers, it's hard. If yeah. you have a couple classes come through that aren't as talent rich as what yeah. you've had before, it's harder to maintain that, that right. high level. And then trying to keep the systems like these in the Highland Parks and Lidos of the world good. Those kids are running in third grade yeah. are going to run that same system in twelfth grade. In one horse town. We yeah. got to remember, Reedy. This is only their fourth ever season. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. Well, and I think. But we, but like, but uh, part of being a, a program is the expectations are up. Can you meet them? Because when you go down, boom, we see that. And in, in professional sports, when the Cowboys yeah. are supposed to win, they don't show up. When they're supposed to win, <laughs> they show up. I guess the good news, I guess, you know, if you're if you're Reedy, is that that district at least based on week one, doesn't look yeah. doesn't look tremendous, yeah. we'll put it that way. I mean, I think it's going to be, we all think it's going to be competitive, you know, underneath 3D, and maybe they come back to the pack a little bit, but there's not a team in that district, with the exception of maybe Braswell. I mean, maybe yeah. with Denton and, and how some of those other programs have, have grown, you know, maybe this is, you know, signs of things to come for Braswell. Maybe they're a lot better than, you know, any of us even gave them credit for, so, so we'll see, but... Um, or Memorial. This was against the B and Devon, so seven five. It's, it's going to be the Wild Wild West yet again. You can already see. Um, I already know McKinney North's going. You going to have to put forty points just to compete with them. That, that, that's already a done it's deal. Been the same McKinney North for the last five years. Well, but, um, they got new signal caller Dylan Markowitz. Got to give him a shout out. The dude is very efficient. Hey, his first full start as the guy of the program. Eighteen for twenty-three, four tubs with a highlight real catch by um, Brandon uh, Frazier, Arkansas commit. He stabs with two people on him. It's on, it's on uh, YouTube. He stabs. He's six seven two thirty-five. Keeps his balance. He's running the out. Seven now. Yeah. He keeps, keeps his balance. Goes up the sideline. Jukes a guy. Jumps on the five and gets it in with four, four seconds on the clock. Yeah. And the game was on uh, local TV, so they got a lot of lot of pub. But yeah, the offense at um, uh, McKinney's gonna be rolling. I mean McKinney North. He threw for 332. Main Fincher went for 156. 490 total yards. 21 first downs. When you're going to see the Bulldogs, you better put up some points. Or they're going to run wild on you. But can they stop anybody? That's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> the first half, they show potential. They got, I think they got tired from... They had three drives or three um, plays or less. So they were up 34-14 at halftime. And the score ended up being 44-42. So they show potential. But... Putting it together for four quarters is going to be a problem. Well, and, and speaking of 7-5-A Division One, it's a nice segue to all my Mesquite schools. Yeah, they, 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 we haven't even talked about yeah. they, 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 um, The two 7-5-A Division One teams had nights to forget, or days to forget, I should say, week one. <laughs> against good competition, Poteet, it just spiraled. They played Denton Ryan, the number mm-hmm. two team in the state. And it's it not just, even fair. It just no. spiraled out of control. And, and you know, it gets a team that good when they start capitalizing on punt returns and turnovers. It can get out of hand early, and it did. Uh, they roll over uh, Poteet 52 to six, but that happened a couple of years ago. Poteet lost 44 to three early in the season, and didn't Ryan bounce back to make the playoffs? Uh, West Mesquite, kind of a similar story against a, a very good Huddo team um, that went, I guess, three rounds, four rounds deep mm-hmm. last year. Uh, they they scored the opening points of the game, and then Huddo reels off 41 straight. Uh, West Mesquite scored a couple late to get back to within 41-21, but uh, certainly a couple games to forget or build from, I should yeah. say. Uh, for those two programs. Uh, North Mesquite had a tough loss 
uh, against Arlington Sam Houston. You know, this is a North Mesquite team that's still trying to build under under Coach Tim Cedar in his second year there. Mesquite with a nice win, uh, 21-6 over Lake Highlands. Uh, defense and special teams basically dominated for for Mesquite. Mm -hmm. I'm not not real worried about their their offense. I think they got the pieces in offense. They got a returning starter, uh, Dylan McGill at, uh, at quarterback, and Ladarius Turner at running back. The, the offense will be fine, but it was a good sign to see their defense and special teams. And then the big story for Mesquite ISD um, against a 7-5-8 division. One team, Horn against Tyler John Tyler. Ooh. Tyler John Tyler comes into the game, break number six in Class Five A. Uh, you know, yeah, people, 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 <laughs> people looked at that Horn record last year, the five and eight record, and didn't know what was going to happen. They had a new head coach in Chris Hudler, and um, I, Kendrick, you and I actually picked the Jaguars to pull yep. the upset. That's why we seven five eight uh, experts. <laughs> and and uh, not only did Horn pull the upset, they were pretty dominant in this game. They win thirty seven and nineteen. At Rose Stadium in Tyler, um, you know they have a new quarterback, uh, Debazia uh, Gabriel. He throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, coming a week after, he, they they put up over 500 passing yards on DeSoto in their scrimmage, and that's one of the reasons I thought that they could go mm -hmm. out there and pull the upset. Uh, Charles Crawford, you got to tell me these things for the pick <laughs> Come on, you know man. Charles Crawford. A lot with a lot was made of him when he transferred out uh, to Horn uh, this summer. He made an instant impact at 50. 52-yard uh, touchdown catch, and then a 92-yard touchdown run to kind of salt it away uh, late. Uh, Nikowski Emery, uh, one of the best punt and kickoff return guys a year ago, uh, picked up where he left off. He goes 96 yards for the kickoff return. And, you know, the defense, they gave up a couple of big plays. You know, John Tyler's got some explosive athletes. Oh, they yeah. gave up a couple of big plays, but for the most part, they held that offense. A uh, John Tyler offense that was breaking in a lot of new faces. But they were able to keep them in check and really shut them down as the game Game went on so like I say um, really impressive win for Horn 37-19 uh, we'll see what they do this week because they have a chance to do it again because they play Holland Park on Friday yeah, so. <laughs> so would you say Horn right now was the best looking team out of all of Mesquite any out of any classification any district uh, well I mean I think if you sit there and look at the just on the results I mean I didn't mm -hmm. see any of the Mesquite ISD teams play last week they were all out of town <laughs> um, but when you sit you can't sit there and say oh Poteet looked the best they right. 52 to 6 you know you look at the two teams that won again Mesquite beat a, a, a lot like Collins team that's that's a solid win but you know mm -hmm. 21 to 6 you know it mm -hmm. wasn't like they were firing all cylinders yeah. to go and take it down a team like John Tyler who went several rounds deep in the playoffs I saw them beat almost, Star last almost year beat yeah. Highland Park mm -hmm. um, during that playoff run and and like I say, as Kendrick and I were talking about, we we see how they match up with some good teams in, in that district. Uh, to go on the road to East Texas and, and post a win like that with a new quarterback and with a new coaching, you know, head coach. Um, Easy said to very, very, very impressive. So safe to say you'd say Horn was the most impressive team yeah. out of your markets. Who would you say the team that most impressed you, just from the teams that you cover? Man, um... I guess nobody, but no, no. I mean, Plano West. West for sure, because even though, you know, a 10-point loss to Reedy, no matter what Reedy's got going on, is, is nothing to be ashamed of, um, you know, especially the first game uh, under head uh, coach Tyler Sokup. I think that, that program's trending in the right direction. Do they get the win this year? 
I don't know. I mean, I'm on record saying I think they'll win at least one. I think they'll sneak up on somebody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's any step in the right direction for yeah. that program is huge. I'm really interested in that game with Mesquite uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. I mean, they have fly around this week. That's a, t- that's, yeah. a tall, that's a tall order. But them and Mesquite, you know, that if, if Plano West keeps trending in the right direction, that could be a, a closer game and a better game than I think people might think, uh, especially based on last season. So yeah. I'll give the nod to Plano West just for, for the showing. They were competitive and and that's more than they could say for you know the last two plus seasons yeah my easy mckinney board then i've been watching them for three years their record is 9 and 21 and other than being playing os like you say everybody beat them by 40 they beat them by 35 last year nobody i hadn't seen them show out like they did and with the, like i said the four the four people on defense that wasn't even part of the program this time last year is very very highly underestimated it's gonna come in big to point i got, I got me thinking of all mi playoff Uh-oh. high and north <laughs> I, I knew what I was going to say out of them they both be, get better as the mm-hmm. year go on the um, north will improve on defense how get improve uh, get better overall uh, the thing about I know you, you're big on improvement the fourth last year for McKinney was down here when they started and you saw where they ended up at mm-hmm. this year they're like up here so if they do anything they did last year Coach Shavers never going to be alright I, I got confidence in them to get it pull it through same with Coach Fetching now but the new, new staff that on Boyd they were, they were highly impressive in week one, so we'll see what they do with this big test against our five mile markets at MISD on Thursday, which should be the star local game of the week. That's a good uh, transition. So uh, they're blowing out the the vote, uh, blowing the, that vote out of the water with what 550 plus votes right now, something like crazy. that. So you know our, our our Thursday podcast this week will feature this guy right here, unless something crazy happens. Got me doing extra work this week. <laughs> we just want to see you around. That's that's all it is. So but yeah, make sure to stay. Stay tuned for that. Uh, that's Kendrick Johnson. You'll see him again later this week. I'm Brian Murphy, Taylor Raglan, Devin, Hass- Devin Hassan. Uh, we'll see you Thursday. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.